Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. This video continues to look at the story-centric workflows available to you in the Flame family. The previous video looked at the story-centric workflow of match and replace media. This technique relied on using the desktop-centric workflow in the context of the sequence. However, Flame and Flame Assist are also capable of maintaining the story-centric workflow by working directly in the sequence. This involves using timeline effects and batch effects. So starting with the edited source clip in the library, I'll drag it into the sequences reel of the Active Reels group using the media panel. This will make a working copy and the original is safe in the library. Remember, you can also drag directly from the library to the active reels in the desktop. I also want to open this clip as an edited sequence clip. So I'll drag and drop the clip to the timeline working area. When the source becomes a sequence clip, the red tab appears and the timeline is now an editable sequence. Hold Ctrl and swipe the edge of the screen to hide the media panel for now. Now I'll navigate to a shot within the sequence. You can drag the positioner or use the up and down arrow keyboard shortcuts to navigate the transitions in the sequence. I would like to do a bit of VFX work and grading to the shot. There is the match and replace media method from the previous video on the story-centric workflow. However, this time we will keep things permanently in the sequence without matching it to the reels. Now any of these segments could have a variety of transitions like dissolves and wipes. If these are used, then the additional frames need to be considered in the VFX for the transition to work. Any effects applied to the segments will automatically be taken care of. Now when it comes to applying effects to segments in the sequence, you can work at two levels within the VFX pipeline. So starting off with the timeline effects, you could select a segment or segments in the sequence and apply a timeline effects without the complexity of a node tree. For example, if I select my shot, click on the effects button and choose 2D transform. You get the mini toolbar to make immediate adjustments as well as the advanced editor to fine tune the selected effect. This is actually not far off from applying filters to segments in most nonlinear editors. However, the timeline effects are driven by the powerful underlying batch pipeline. The benefit is that you get an interactive behavior which requires no rendering to look at the effects. Secondly, there is no difference in software performance if you use the timeline effects or batch. You will get the exact same floating point precision results building quick timeline layer composites as an alternative to having to build a node flow graph. For example, I will drop a matte container onto layer 2. This is keyed with the comp node, which gives you blend modes as well as pre-multiplication handling in the timeline and batch. Looking at the effects bar, you can see an effects pipeline being built from left to right. And this can interact with the layering in the sequence. Now since we are using the same batch VFX pipeline, you could start a composite using timeline effects and explode them into a node flow graph if required. So taking this example we have here, let's do some VFX work and grade it to develop the look. 
I'll ensure the shot is selected and call up the effects ribbon again. To expose any timeline effects already applied to the segment, you must enable Selection as Flow Graph. Going into Batch Effects, you can now see the node pipeline that was built under the sequence to apply the effect. This is the second level of working within the VFX pipeline. Now, if I had a multi layer composite in the sequence and I selected all the segments upon coming into Batch Effects, these sources would be available. In addition to this, Control Swipe will bring up the media panel and you can drag sources in from anywhere in the workspace. One important point is that with the main batch view in Flame and Flare, Batch controls its own frame based time. So you set the duration, time codes, and other settings. However, Batch Effects in Flame and Flame Assist exists within the confines of the timeline. So it always references the main timings from the record timecode of the main timeline. Other than that, you still have the timing view to do basic editorial, timing offsets, and render clips directly in Batch Effects. Now, returning to the task at hand, I'll delete the 2D Transform node and drag in a batch flow graph I created earlier. This will speed things up a bit to continue looking at the workflow. I'll feed my shot into the MUX node. So, this shot has had a bunch of VFX applied to it through the various nodes. Having a look at the batch effects schematic, you will see the batch effects output node. I'll connect it to the end of the flow graph. Pressing F4 will always give you the result of the selected node. But if you press Ctrl Alt 2, you will get the BFX output results at the end of the flow graph. This saves you having to set a context at the end of the node tree if you are working downstream. However, exiting back to the timeline view, there is the logo on the layer above the batch effects segment. In an editorial context, it would be useful to see all the layers even if you are buried deep down in batch effects. So just ensure that the focus point of the positioner is at the topmost layer. You can use Page Up and Page Down to move the focus point between the tracks. Going back into the batch effects segment, you can now press 3 and you can see the entire timeline results of all the layers on top of the batch effects clip. You can obviously use this view at any time, but let's go back to the flow graph. Now, saving your batch effects can be done in a number of ways. Since batch effects resides in the sequence, just by saving the sequence clip, everything is stored with it. However, you can still iterate within batch effects, allowing you to save your work as well as iterate and version your creations in a separate library. This also means that you can load your iterations into a batch group and continue to work there if required. There is also the BFX clip, but we'll look at that in the next video. Now, the BFX output settings are locked to the original segment timings in the sequence. So currently, you are only moving within the frames of that segment. However, you are operating in the context of a timeline. So at this moment, we are looking at the batch effects segment range. But you can switch the play bar to display the full media range of the sources used in batch effects. This means you can work with the head and tail frames of the source clips. Or 
You can switch the play bar to display the entire timeline range, giving you a complete context of how this batch effects fits into the edit. By pressing the 3 keyboard shortcut, we can see the batch effects timeline result. I'll change the settings back to the segment range and go back to the batch effects schematic. As a final point on understanding the connection between batch effects and the sequence, the name of the BFX output node will be reflected in the BFX segment in the sequence. If you change the name of the BFX output node, it will be reflected in the BFX segment. So coming out of the batch effects, you will see the segment has already updated with the changes and is in sync in the sequence. Also take note of the BFX segment name matching the BFX output node. I also want to stress that any transitions top or tailing the segments carry through the VFX work. At any time, you can just double-click the segment to go back into the batch effects and make amendments. You can still perform editorial operations to batch effects segments like trimming for example. As long as there are head and tail frames, the source footage won't freeze and you can extend the length of the batch effects segment. And as a tip, if you wish to version any batch effects segment in the sequence, hold SHIFT ALT and drag a copy to the next available track. With this story-centric workflow, you are keeping it all in the sequence and this is probably good for the majority of work you may do on a daily basis. Coming next, we'll look at round-tripping between the story-centric and desktop-centric workflows using the BFX clip. I like to call this the circle of finishing. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.